Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. The Around the NFL Podcast will embarrass you in all parlor games. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. All right. Greg, I had a weird dream uh, <laughs> with you. What a way to start the show. Yeah. It was one of those, it was one of those dreams where it's so bad that you wake up. Woke up on my couch sweating a little bit. Uh, you you sleep I, on your couch a lot. I fall asleep on my couch a lot, and then I come to bed, yeah. Um, but don't delve into my personal life. <laughs> so we were living together in an apartment in, on the wrong side of the tracks. Whoa, bro. And uh, I don't I You don't too. Know. It wasn't romantic. It was, I think we were, it might have been New York City, but it, it, it could have been Los Angeles, but it was kind of a basement apartment. <laughs> and... It was dangerous to the point where our neighbor was actually a a holding cell area for the police department. And if you opened up (laughs) uh, the window, you could see these prisoners uh, waiting to be transferred uh, to whatever is the next stage in the prosecution. That's uh, where Mark was. Yeah. So anyway, you were giving me a hard time because you were telling me I have to loosen up and, and let's go out. Let's go out on the city. Let's hang out. Let's let's do some fun. Total things. role reversal. And and I was like, yeah, but this is dangerous. Like, do you even know what's happening? Like, this is a bad area and there's the prison right there. And the guys were like looking in at the window. And then as I say that, there was like a storm door that starts opening up and it's one of these prisoners who had escaped. that was trying to get in. And I slammed the door and I locked. It. I was like, Greg, I told you. And then you were gone. Oh, I don't know I if you took it. off or what. I liked it so much before that I was gonna say thank you to your subconscious for a you put you picked me as the roommate. That's a surprise over over these guys. That feels good. No, I like that. I'm like it's like the fun. My family's out of town guy. Uh, so that's cool. I think it's a good sign of our relationship. But no, then no. I did desert him at the last second. No, that's it's not bad. the deserting. You are in a dream with a coworker where the th- the subplot is a prison. <laughs> I want you to unpack well, we're not the whole the vision prison. here. We're not in the prison. We're just two guys trying to make it in this crazy world. I guess. So <laughs> as this guy tries to barge into the apartment to kill us, I turn around. You're gone. Um, and I wouldn't leave you. And then I was so scared. You might have been on the first plane to Japan. <laughs> um, but uh, then I woke up on my couch. Mm. Terror. I, I have a lot of work dreams. You guys are involved in them sometimes. I feel like oh, yeah? maybe they've gone away since I've stepped a, aside from being boss the boss. Artists. You know? I don't dream about you three. It happens sometimes for me. <laughs> I can dream about you. I still consistently have – this is a repeating dream, and it's not even original, where I'm, it's, I'm in a semester in college – and it's, you know, towards the end of the semester, I realized I've, I've not attended a class that I was scheduled to attend for like three and a half straight months. Oh, I have dreams about that all the time because that actually happened throughout my entire college career. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a memory. Um, <laughs> this is a um, 
very special edition of the Around the NFL podcast, sponsored by no one. Uh, a show that, um, you know, do we want do we want to let the audience in, or should we just let it happen when it happens? How should we? Well, are we sure it's going to happen? No. So let's not tease it yet, or should we? I think we should. It's going to be in the cut. Co- you know, we're not going to hide this when we're tweeting it out. Yeah, that's true. Fair point. Lil Debbie in the studio today. <laughs> oh, my God. The great, the great Lil Debbie oh. in studio on the Around the NFL podcast. She's going to sit in for the news a little bit. Because when I think of Lil Debbie, I think NFL news and what kind of opinion she has. Right, your analysis we're clinging to. And we don't know if she's going to show up, by the way. There are some Yelp reviews of her shows where mm. she either shows up wow. after you know, a, a, an absence or, or a, a delay or not at all. Like, that's something we need I'm to I'm getting prepare. a very solid vibe from her management. Okay. She saw the Kellen Moore news, and she just texted uh, Mark and was like, I got to get on the show. I have give, so much give to my say. hot take on this. Uh, yes, so we will um, welcome Lil De- Debbie, hopefully, for the news. Uh, we will also, and we'll talk to Deb and talk about her um, – relationship with Mark Sessler at this stage um, for both of them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, after that, we will um, talk to Greg Rosenthal. You know, we never go anywhere. They don't send us anywhere. Big guest. They don't put us on TV. We're basically just this entity that exists in the newsroom, best left forgotten in most uh, situations. Greg once sent you to the Seahawks season opener. Years ago. Literally years ago. Mark's an intrepid reporter at times. That's I fine. don't want to be sent anywhere. Let that be no. clear. I, I think overall, Dan, is, we're not road warriors. No, no none no. of us. None of us. So when we do hit the road, as Greg did on Tuesday, uh, visiting Oxnard, California, a little northwest of us uh, for Cowboys camp, we got to talk about it. We got to break down what 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 he saw. Uh, did he actually see Kellen Moore's ankle snap like a twig? Is Tony Romo fat? All questions <laughs> I had. Did you talk to Jarrah? Um, I love. Uh, you know, that the Cowboys are in the NFL. They're fun. Uh, they're a good villain. So when Greg goes to what is what's the pr- appropriate Star Wars reference? The Death Stars? Uh, well, there were multiple, but it's always it, the Death Star, Dan. The Death Star. I want to hear about it. What's the one on your shirt? That the you Millennium would, Oh, this is. I'm oh. not going to get into this. Come I on. have we, a Millennium a Falcon big... on my shirt, and Greg acknowledged in the newsroom a week ago that he had never – I didn't know you what it was. I never heard of it. I didn't know the you name. You claimed that nobody else in the newsroom would know what it was either. By let's way, just leave that there and proved, let it sit. And, let's, and we should really get going. But yeah. I just want everyone to know that, um, Mark, I noticed that with Lil Debbie come in, you're dressing like a cool dad today. Ah, I wore this jeans. last week. Hey, I'm just a regular Joe. I, I know the same Antonio thing. Sabato the hair looks here. good. There's no, Look, uh, there's no rich eyes in podcast. It has nothing to do with that. I, that t-shirt was strategically no, worn today. I, I have Absolutely. expanded Absolutely. my wardrobe to more t-shirts because it's 104 degrees out. I have three button-down shirts, and they're disasters. Now. Hey, I'm a young guy. You don't want to be t-shirts. basic white guy, do you? I'm young. I'm hip. Please, I'm for John. Uh, let's say hi to the Irishman behind the glass. I uh, I have realized after you know re-listening to the podcast like we all do that we haven't been giving out a pre-show grade recently, and uh, I feel like today is a great day to bring that back. Oh, uh, you know guests. what? That's a great call, Irishman. Um, that's how you got Stretch Run Adonis, by the way, uh, for the softball team, that award. I couldn't be more excited about today's show because not only is there, is there a lot of good news to get to, uh, Greg went to Cowboys camp. Um, I'm excited to learn about that. Lil Debbie potentially in the studio, 50-50 shot at best, but the fact that she could be here – I'm so excited. Mark looks like a hot dad. Um, <laughs> put it all together. It's a, a hard, hard, solid B minus. What? <laughs> what more do we need to bring to the table, Dan? I don't know. Let's do some news. See, rap is a New York City thing. It ain't, it ain't nothing about race or culture. It's New York City. Great post. Uh. <laughs> the great Doug Marone. Who still is in the NFL? Just I had no idea what that was. Doug Marone knows about rap. He was I New remember. York rap. Uh, he's a Bronx native, uh, and he was Mike for sound during uh, OTAs at Jaguars camp, where he's like the assistant to the assistant offensive line coach or something. It's like that. in that realm. Yeah, bit of a demotion. The but. '90s might disagree with that take, but okay. But yeah, he was mic'd up, kind of giving the guys a hard time, saying New York rap was the best. You know, I'm glad to see Doug has a paycheck coming in. 
He didn't He's play got his, opinions. He didn't play his hand exactly right. Put it that way. Let's talk some football. Uh, Tyron Matthew, the great, great cornerback of the Arizona Cardinals, coming back from his second ACL tear in two years. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals value the man greatly, both as a player and as a uh, locker room um, uh, character. So the Honey Badger has a new deal. Five years, $62.5 million is the extension, averaging more than $12 million annually. This from Rap Sheet, uh, $40 million in guarantees too. So this is not some you know pick-me-up for Honey Badger. We hope you get back to being the guy you were. We're paying you to be the superstar uh, that you have been when healthy, Chris Wessling, and that makes it money well spent, right? Yeah, I think they see him as the face of their franchise. Larry Fitzgerald mm. has been that guy. And wow. they're going to transition to Tyron Matthew as 24-year-old guy, already a leader in that locker room, as you saw in All or Nothing, the great Amazon series. But I, you know, I think it's a tremendous show of confidence in a guy coming back from his second ACL tear. They have no idea if he's going to be 100% by week one, and they gave him this big, huge mega contract as the highest paid safety in the league. One thing that we were talking about yesterday is that now everyone looks at Honey Badger and says, whoa, why didn't the other 31 teams take a chance? It's easy to look at the draft board and look at these failed, vanished players that were taken above him. But there's really only a handful of NFL teams where this could have been a successful story. Not to say that that Tyron Matthew couldn't have succeeded anywhere with his talent, but the Cardinals were one of that handful of clubs that offered a nurturing, perfect setting where they believed him in entirely, and they were all about, you are going to get a chance here. We absolutely believe in you. Well, if you go back to All or Nothing, they did a nice job flashing back to draft day where he waited a long time. Bruce Arians is on the phone with him, uh, or Steve Kime, I can't remember exactly, but he's on the phone on a balcony in in, uh, New Orleans, and they laid it out to him. It was like, you're going to be on a, on a short rope, but we believe in you, but you got to got to you know get your act together. And he promised them, gave them his word, that he would be that guy, and that's who he became. And now, if you're thinking of who are the best five defensive backs for the next five years, uh, I think you think of Honey Badger and Patrick Peterson and their teammates. And that's awesome. And I think the money shows that they're, that they're different players. And I think you're right that he's more of the face of the franchise. But this isn't a deal where they went crazy in terms of his health if he doesn't get back to being that player. It's really a two-year, $21 million contract. It's not $40 million guaranteed. Shocking and, that the original numbers wouldn't <laughs> have. <laughs> and and that's, that's totally guaranteed the next two years. And there's no reason to think he won't get the back end of it. It's really just a worst-case scenario if, if his health went wrong again, for instance, uh, after that. And, and it's awesome. It, it, if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to feel great because even though Carson Palmer is reaching the end, you still have to feel like there's enough of a nucleus here that they're set up long-term. They'll have to figure out the quarterback position eventually. It reminds me of a couple years ago when we were writing about the Seahawks re-upping with one star after the next to keep what was a young nucleus in place long-term, not blow up the machine and let them all leave by free agency. The Cardinals are not built the same way necessarily, but we're going to start to see them sign these guys to go not make this Arizona thing a two-year deal, but a three-, four-, five-year journey with Arians. That's part of the story that a decade ago the Cardinals were a laughingstock. They were one of the worst franchises in the league, and now you can say they had the stability and the vision to bring him in and develop him, and a big part of that is probably Bruce Arians, who's a bit of a redemptive story in his own right. And, and I think the last thing I want to say on, on Honey Badger is there's no other player like him in the league. There's no other slot corner slash safety playing outside linebacker, blitzing, covering Jimmy Graham, de- playing the run really well as a short tackler, and covering you know a ball natural instincts and ball hawking guy covering number one receivers too. Nobody does all that. He's a hybrid hybrid player in an increasingly more hybrid league. Is it possible, guys, that when we pick? Our team of Around the NFL. That we run back the Cardinals. Is that an option? I'm not rolling it out. I wouldn't either. I mean, it's there's been a lot of attention on the Cardinals, and somehow, usually that makes me feel very exhausted by any player or team. I don't feel that way about them. Really? I thought last week you were saying you were totally sick of them. No, I wasn't. Am I crazy? Awkward. At, an absolute <laughs> misquote. I mean, Bruce Arians, it starts for me with Arians. There's a lot to like on that team. That's that's the version of Greg that heads out the front door when a villain's in the back. 
<laughs> Trying to throw me under the bus with a phantom quote. Uh, let's <laughs> let's it's, move on. It's much less phantom than the text that I was sending you. The Falcons cannot get to the quarterback. It's been that way for a couple of years now. So they made a move on Tuesday, signing veteran and defensive end Dwight Freeney to a contract. Um, rap sheet reported. Uh, this is a deal that brings a seven-time Pro Bowler in the house. Uh, they had met uh, in May. The Cardinals, who Freeney had a really nice run with last season after being signed in season, um, I kind of thought that he would end up back with them this year, but the Cardinals had decided to go in a different direction. So Freeney uh, joins up with the Falcons. Greg, do you think Freeney will have the same impact on Atlanta that he did in Arizona? Probably not because he was so good for the Cardinals in a short time and just the his age and, and everything else would – make you think it won't happen again. That said, it was a good move for Atlanta. They need pass rush help. It's on turf. Take a shot. Uh, I think they could be a good defense if it wasn't for their lack of uh, one-on-one pass rushers. I think Dan Quinn ultimately did a good job with a lackluster roster. It's a more interesting group this year. I don't know if it's particularly talented if you compare it to a league average uh, defense. I mean, they have tried to draft pass rushers, and I give them that, and we're hard on the Falcons, but well, a couple years ago, it's OCU Manura. You know, it's going to be Chris Clemens two years from now. Why don't you keep bringing in veterans whose primes have passed? Well, they, they signed Derek oh, Shelby. They have, they have huh? Vic Beasley. I, I think in a perfect world, Dwight Freeney is coming off the bench, and, and he's there in, in case guys don't work out or guys get hurt. He's known for one of the quickest first steps of any pass rusher in NFL history, and I think it's interesting that if you watch Vic Beasley play, has one of the quickest first steps in the mm. league. His problem is he just doesn't have the strength to fight off offensive tackles right now. But maybe Freeney can help him with some technique. Maybe he could teach him the spin move. Maybe he could. I don't. The Freeney. I don't spin. know if anybody will ever do it as well as Dwight Freeney does. I'm doing a piece for for Thursday about guys who who could use a good end of the career push to kind of put them over the top and make the Hall of Fame. Ooh, good one. And I and I thought about doing Freeney and and. Ultimately, I don't think I'm going to put him on there because I think he's just a Hall of Famer. I don't I think don't he know necessarily needs the push. There's so much about. competition with the pass rushers of his era. Mm. I agree. Kevin Green, who's third. Maybe I'll combine him and Mathis together because Robert Mathis is definitely on that list. I believe Kevin Green's third, second or third all-time in sacks, and it took him a long time to get in. So you almost have to uh, put a cherry on top. I think he needs that surge. All right. Maybe I'll put him back on the Muhammad Massaquat. Get that guy on that list. I mean, he might need 15 – to 20 sacks. I think he really needs the push. I think he does. That's just, you know. I agree with you. Could be two years. Okay. Anyway. We're writing your column for you. No, I like it. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Uh, Greg, yes, he was at Cowboys camp. We're going to get to that later. But he was also on the scene. Or were you still there when it happened? Oh, yeah. Kellen Moore, who uh, was in line to be Tony Romo's backup, which – not for nothing, is one of the most important positions in the NFC uh, this year because we don't know what we're going to get from Tony Romo. Kellen Moore broke his ankle in practice. It was a high ankle area break. Uh, He will have surgery today, Wednesday, expected to miss about three to four months. Marron. Greg, paint the picture when this went down. Well, it it came on a long throw where no one was really paying attention to Moore after the throw, just a typical play where the pass rush got to Kellen Moore and, and a couple people collided into the back of his knee. By the way, the Cowboys offense played terrible uh, throughout the day. The defense was winning really all day. And it's unfortunate after, after it happened, Jason Witten, you know, spoke with reporters and he said, you know, he said his heart hurts for more. Cause this is a guy who has n- really no physical, um, skill set to make you think he should be in the NFL. And here he is in his fifth year as the backup quarterback to Tony Romo. He's worked a long way to get to this spot, and now it's taken away from him. From the Cowboys' perspective, though, I, I don't know if it hurts them at all. If they bring in Nick Foles, I think that's an upgrade, and ultimately it helps. I, that's my initial reaction. I mean, it's in, unfortunate for Kellen Moore, but this could be doing the Cowboys a favor that you can't. You can't go into a season with Kellen Moore as your primary backup to one of the most brittle quarterbacks in the NFL. And it wasn't a competition in terms of the backup quarterback job. From from all accounts, it was going to be his job. And Dak Prescott looks like you would imagine a fourth-round rookie to look like. I almost I felt bad for him. I mean, it's funny. After the injury happens, everyone, everyone gets buzzing. And then Jason Garrett, I, I doubt he would have done this otherwise, spends 20 minutes after the practice just throwing with Dak Prescott and kind of talking to him. And then suddenly Dak Prescott comes out to, 
off the field and is swarmed by about 40 people. And there, there cannot be another team in the NFL where 40 people would oh, be man. swarmed around Dak Prescott. Why did the Cowboys get to this point again after what they experienced last year? There were enough veteran-type quarterbacks you could have invested in the offseason. And they looked into Nick Foles. That's what Ian Rappaport said when the Rams were trying to shop him. But I mean, It's amazing. Jerry Jones just said two days ago he had no interest in Nick Foles. And this is a well, team – like. Five, what, however long ago they signed Kyle Orton, Jerry Jones had the epiphany, we need a high-end backup for Tony Romo. And then he decides the last couple of years that Brandon Whedon's good enough and Kellen Moore's well, good enough. Well, they wanted to draft someone high. By all accounts, this year they were really thinking about taking someone in the second round, and then they take Jalen Smith instead. It, it is... It is strange. I think they like Kellen Moore. Like, Witten talked about that that Week 17 game against Buffalo, if you guys remember, where he threw for a lot of yards. Really impressed the team, but that, that seems it's, curious. It's also a financial decision. Maybe at a time they had the flexibility to have a high-paid backup, but they're paying a lot of guys a lot of money on that roster. That could factor in as well. Uh, moving on, speaking of injury, Stevie Johnson, we know, had surgery. The Chargers wideout had surgery to repair a torn meniscus. He'll be out a long time, so... Enter James Jones, uh, the former Packers wide receiver, signed a one-year deal with the team. Uh, Mark, I know J- Jones, who not too long ago led the NFL in touchdown catches, uh, did not have a – after an early uh, period last season, what looked like a solution for the Packers, kind of disappeared down the stretch. Do you expect him to make a impact in San Diego? No. I, it was between him and Brian Hartline, and I would say if you're San Diego – this is what I said down in the newsroom. Just develop a younger player. I mean, why are we going down this road? You, you have, you have a, weapons on this offense. It's not like it's, you're, you're looking for a starting wideout. Get a young guy and develop him. There's some future investment there. Here's, if you want to look on the bright side, here's what we've learned about James Jones the last two years at this stage of his career. He cannot anchor a passing game. From the he can't be your number one. He sabotaged the Raiders' offense in Derek Carr's abysmal rookie season. He sabotaged the Packers' offense last year because he can't get open. So if the quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers is standing back there, he's looking through his options, and James Jones isn't an option unless he wants to give him a 50-50 ball every time. But as maybe your third or fourth guy maybe that will work out in San Diego. Usually there has to be a coach on staff that tr- that knows him and trusts him. I didn't do that homework, but I mean someone's got he's got to be a known commodity as someone inside the Chargers. Yeah, great great guy. He he kind of defines replacement level receiver right now cuz he literally has been that for so many teams where where he is the replacement. I, I did not agree with some hot take I saw from San Diego that said he he'll be a, an upgrade or at least a, even to Stevie Johnson. Um but this is all secondary to the breaking news coming out of Twitter. As we are talking, <laughs> Wes knows what I'm talking about. Oh, you yeah. want me to break it or Wes? Do you, I feel like Mark should break Mark, it. Mark, go ahead and break it. Uh, we have a tweet from Little Debbie. says Ooh. that uh, she is on, on location, it sounds like, about to do this NFL podcast. I'm going to hotbox the parking lot. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that means, but she should be fun. Well, I like how you smoothed out the language. You said, I'm gonna hotbox. It was, I'm a hotbox. I'm a hotbox. I am a. Well, let's let's be honest. There's going to be a language barrier when she gets in here. No. I don't think so. Wes. You don't think so? No. No, no. That's exactly what she's saying. All right. It's a sweet girl from Northern California. That is exactly right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Speaking of rap music. Got to play that for her, by I, the way, Dan. That was more. Is that really rap? That's more like Limp Biscuit. Well, that's that. Young Monday, a uh, <laughs> Los Angeles-based uh, hip-hop artist, retired, I believe now. Friend of David Ely. Can't yeah. wait to pair him with Old Dirty Tuesday. Uh, do you know why I'm playing that, Mark? Uh, now, yes, I do. I can piece it together. Let uh, the record show we didn't step on Wes's joke. Just no one laughed at it. <laughs> It's all right. It happens. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens on Tuesday waived former first-round uh, running back Trent Richardson in order to make room for wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. No, they waived T. Rich to make room for receiver Chuck Jacobs. So uh, T. Rich not going to make the roster. And, uh, yes, Mark, who just – this is emblematic, by the way, of how much Mark believed in T. Rich to the end. We had sandwich wagers on the line for two years running – about whether he'll play another snap. The lead of Mark's post, the Trent Richards, Richardson roller coaster, is screaming back toward planet Earth. 
Listen, buddy, it was never up there. It was never up there in the atmosphere. Whether I don't know if you realize it, but that was always very That low. post was not written in an objective fashion. It was littered with anger, and it's because of this. People are acting like I keep re-upping on this deal every week. This deal was made years ago. I already paid you off with your food, and I got about 806 <laughs> tweets yesterday from people being like, don't know why you made this bet. It didn't. I did not make it in 2016, you clown. You actually sent out a tweet that said, get off my timeline, comma, clown uh, That car. was what that was about? That's I didn't know. know. Is, I didn't know what I was mean, going I mean, deep on. into the night, I'm getting stuff about this. <laughs> um, listen, you doubled down. You never gave up. You were confident a couple months ago. I never, I never feared it. I knew this was going to happen, especially after we heard about his famous breakfast uh, before <laughs> his, his private workout. That was a dead giveaway. I, I was never confident during the Ravens period. It was just another potential chance. I've already paid off the bet. If you're not confident about a bet when you've already paid it off. So what, that's true. In, on this Trent Richardson roller coaster, what were the moments where it's like you're getting closer to the top? You got some you know, butterflies in your stomach. You're about to the go. The exciting over. part. Yeah. They had the things I think the, most, the, high, the high point might have been. When at the owners' meetings, Jim or uh, John Harbaugh was saying, "Yes, we believe in this guy. You've got Izzy Newsom, who's a fellow Alabama guy. You're hearing reports that he might be getting healthy again, and then it's all wind. It's nonsense." Well, this probably—I'll say probably. All right, I'll, how about this, Mark? Do you want to just end it now, or do you want to risk him getting signed by another team and this whole process starting over? I will again. risk it because I've already lost. Why not? Why would I cut off? If he ever played again and I cut off the bet, because that would be ridiculous. I'm talking about on social media. If, if we end it, maybe people won't be inundating your, your timeline I just with ignore taunts. Them. No just risk it, no biscuit. I well, just, I'm sticking with it. I'll just ignore those. Well, people. the good thing is you put it out there on this podcast that you don't appreciate all this Trent Richardson stuff in your timeline. I'm sure everyone will yeah, respect those. That'll help. Now. Would you like me to <laughs> take control of your... Twitter operation for a while. I can block all of those people for you. That would be that would change the dynamic and the complete landscape of my Twitter feed. Speaking I Speaking of Wes and Seth, the kissing cousins, social media. You guys still banned each other from Instagram? Have we worked? No, he's unbanned. Yet? We never banned each other. Who? I played jokes my own way, and that joke is over. Okay, just checking. I would not. I would not uh, want to remove Mark's Instagram from my life. Do you still believe yours is better though? Well, I never said it was better. Are you still belittling? Why are we Mark's going down this path? Shots, black and white alley. <laughs> I never shots. belittled his shots. I like Mark's alley shots. Okay, we figure, story. Okay. I like his alley cat shots that he did with the three of us. With the <laughs> next subject, beautiful cats in the background. <laughs> uh, moving on, the Cincinnati Bengals will be without their first round pack pick, William Jackson, uh, who will miss the entire season after so- suffering a torn pectoral muscle. On Tuesday, this from Mike uh, Garofolo of NFL Media. Uh, the timeline for the recover recovery is indefinite, though it could be three to four months. Garofolo hears that wipes out the number 24 overall pick out of Houston from Cincinnati's game plan. Um, that hurts Chris Wessling for a team that's done very well in the last decade or so of integrating uh, high draft picks into the lineup. Certainly hurts their depth, but if there's one team that could afford to lose a first-round cornerback. Look how the Bengals have incorporated these guys into their defense. Drake Kirkpatrick and Darquez Denard barely played as rookies. I don't think William Jackson was headed for a major role. There. He was fourth fourth on the depth chart behind two other first-round picks and a guy they just gave a huge contract to, Adam Jones. So this pick was almost cursed because the Steelers were reportedly set on Jackson – they were really upset they didn't get Jackson settled for Artie Burns. And the Bengals were really hoping to get a wide receiver in that spot, and Josh Dotson got taken as kind of the last of that, that little run. All right, gentlemen. Uh, before we go on with the news, it's time. We were worried. Listen, we were worried this, this person may not make it, uh, but I was wrong to worry because not only uh, was this woman punctual, she's sitting right to my left. She is the great Lil Debbie. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. And this is, is this a, like the is this your song in here? Oh, this is your song. Oh, yeah, we went welcome. to Big Bear in 2014 and played this at least 30 or 40 times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it all started and let's let's break this down. We're all fans of Lil Debbie. And but there's one super fan and he's sitting right there. That is Mark Sessler. 
Hey, Mark. Uh, How are you? Hey. He introduced us to um, uh, Two Cups, and Mark's been following your career since, since, and it all hit an apex last Thursday at the Troubadour, Uh uh, a a club, a popular, a famous club here in Los Angeles, where Mark went to the show. Mark, so can you explain to us what about Lil Debbie, who, by the way, in real life is sitting next to us right now. That's right. You can watch us uh, on NFL.com. We're we're, we're videotaping this for posterity. What drew you to Lil Debbie uh, as an entertainer? I think when that, when we, Wes and I actually found that song around the same time, and I just, this is someone that doesn't need to be told about the rules. Forget the rules. And I like I, I live with a lot of rules in my life. And I was like, I, I think this is fa- fascinating. And the whole message, the whole vibe, I'm down with it. And it just, it's continued from there. Your yeah. thoughts on that, Lil Debbie? Um, it's just crazy to see the type of people that, that mess with me. That, yeah. That, yeah. Like, that like me. It's like a, a shocker. When, I, when yeah. I saw the tweets, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> you need to know right. that Mark is a 42-year-old sports writer who doesn't particularly even follow hip-hop, no, and he left his all. wife and two kids at home to go watch you in concert. Oh, wow. Well, they allowed it was me. all ages. Yeah. You could have brought the so whole was, family. So Mark's out? not the weirdest yeah. fan you have? You're saying he should have brought his four- and five-year-old children? <laughs> totally. I love kids. Next time. Next, Next time, yeah. Next time. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's all cool. That's, a good, that's on point, that message, but... Uh, when you did, if you saw Mark in the front row, <laughs> did you think he was an undercover cop? <laughs> you know what? No, Come I on. didn't. Unfortunately, did you notice no. him? I, n- it was a dark venue. You, it you was don't have a to dark say venue, yeah. and I didn't. I'm really bad with no. You, I okay. you were. You had your own thing to do. <laughs> so, so how how was that show? It was a good show. Right. I was sick, but threw up a couple times. But you know, I rock starred through that. Wow. wow, that's like a, a real performer. Most would run off the stage. You just kept going. Yeah, you got to. What was going to Wait, do? you threw up yeah. on the stage. On the stage. Damn near on my DJ, but... <laughs> You're like the Donovan McNabb of hip-hop stars. <laughs> I was like, Bleh! It added some, oh. you know, some reality to yeah. it. By the way, for everyone listening... Uh, you're a Raiders fan here. You're wearing a number 52 Raiders jersey. Yeah. Big. A a product of Northern California, yeah. Bill Debbie. Yeah, I am. I feel like for sports, I'm just going to say this, and hopefully nobody kills me, but for sports, I think it's just like you got to roll with where you're born. You know what I'm saying? Like, born and raised Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I going to do? Like the 49ers? Nah. Nah, nah, you know, so that's almost too easy, right? Uh, to just here. come up as and be a 49ers fan, although they're not that good now. <laughs> but they were a dynasty team uh, years ago. All right, so here's the deal, by the way, with Lil Debbie. <laughs> she has a new album out uh, called Debbie. Yeah. Why the Why that title? Well, it's it's my it's <laughs> like my little bow wow to bow wow moment. You oh, you're dropping the lil. No, I'm not dropping oh, the lil. Okay. I'm just like I feel like I'm an adult now. You know, uh. from like two cups to now, I'm like an adult. Can but I, when you hear two cups, you, you think of it fondly. It's not like oh, I no, got to no, play no, the no. old hit at the concert. No, 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 no. It's a well, it's like a classic to me because it's been around for like four or five years. It's a long time. Yeah. So it's still one of my favorite songs. Are you though. sick of it when you have to? play it at a concert no i think the biggest problem is figuring out what to play because i can't play everything there's some things that i don't get to play and people get very upset about like the rolling stones you know there's so many hits you can't play them all you can't play them all yeah Um, exactly i I love that one bit of constructive criticism if you if this was a grown-up album you could have called it deborah Maybe that's the next album. Yeah, no, another yeah, incarnation. That's, that's the Motherhood album that will come out some point down the line. Maybe it's evolution. Never know. <laughs> anyway, Deborah. let's hear a little bit of the single uh, off Debbie, which is "Tell Me." Wow, uh, this is uh, hot. This one. Hey, hey, hey. One of my favorites. Song yeah. of the summer. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking for the real thing. Is you ready? Is you ready? If I told you that I'm ready for. I like that slinky groove. Do you like that? Yeah. yeah. Control room's getting down back there. Yeah, I see him. I love it. We're living it up. <laughs> uh, we got to get Mark to loosen up a little bit. I think having what? such a... I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just you should have gone... I'm just enjoying the whole thing. should have gone down in the parking lot and, you know, hop on. Hit the, the joint car. a couple of times. The day is young. Speaking of things that you were the first one to do, <laughs> you know, the parking lot incident. But also, <laughs> I've never seen anyone wear a fur coat on a jet ski. You're a fashion trailblazer. It was really hot. 
it was like I was thinking for, that. it's like it was like an aesthetic thing it didn't right. really work the way I wanted it to work and I had to have like the light vest on <laughs> all that hours and hours of filming that or did that happen quickly quickly all my that video was shot within like three hours and you'd hours. written a jet screen before no no? I was actually terrified, wow. and it was hard because my eyelashes kept flying in the wind. And like, <laughs> I have that problem, too. I, I was going to say. as fast as I wanted to go. So you're saying fur coat on the jet ski, not functional. Not, <laughs> not <laughs> okay. functional. Okay. Truly a swag <laughs> option. Um, and if you're, if you're watching this video, and I implore anyone that's listening to the podcast uh, to seek out the video. We'll have it up by the end of the week of Lil Debbie's uh, a video where she's in a mink coat on a jet ski in the middle of a lake. It's it's truly a sight to see. That's <laughs> it's all. New ground. Check it out on YouTube too. All right. So can we? We're we're doing the news. We're in the middle of the news right now. The NFL okay. news. All right. And you, would you mind sitting in for a little bit? No, let's talk about it. Okay, let's start uh, or continue with Detroit Lions uh, guard Larry Warford. <laughs> who, um, like millions of Americans, uh, became addicted to the lo- – this is – I had to look this up because I wrote this post on the website. The location-based augmented reality app Pokemon Go. And he became so obsessed with it uh, that he realized he had an epiphany one day. And this is what Larry Warford had to say. I'll tell you why I stopped playing it. This is via the Detroit Free Press. I was walking down Mill Avenue in Tempe, Arizona – uh, I was walking down, and literally everyone that was on their cell phone walking down that same street was playing Pokemon Go. I was looking at their screens, and it was 30, 40 people walking down Mill Avenue. It was a bunch of people playing it, and I was like, I don't like this. I deleted it because I was like, this is some mind control stuff. I don't like it. Uh, Lil Debbie, uh, your feeling on the, the app culture and Pokemon Go? Well... <laughs> Listen, you sit it on the news. We're going to talk news. Um, Pokemon Go. I don't have Pokemon Go. You don't do it. No. I like you better already. Yeah. I don't have Pokemon <laughs> Go um, because I think it's... Be on- you can be honest. You're such childish. Uh, no, I mean... Exactly. You're right. No, 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 no. Okay, it's fun. I get it. It's like it's bringing people together and all of that. But uh, I'm personally never going to date a man that's like, hold on, I got to catch this Pokemon. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Fair. just Beautiful. not... You know, if I don't have the app, you shouldn't have the app. It's just... Mm. But, but I think it's fun for, like teenagers yeah you know for what kids I'm saying? for kids it's it's a great well, thing i had like there was a pack i'm not kidding on this it was a pack of kids that went by my house the other day right and so they're saying it's good because you're exercising i mean but come on <laughs> that's a that's a very loose definition of very exercise loose. uh it especially when you hear in the news and we're you know disconnected on some level to this stuff but uh, when you hear in the news people dying, getting shot, mm. <laughs> being arrested, uh, trying to find uh, the Pokemon characters, Larry Warford saying this is turning us essentially into zombies, and it's not good. I I gotta kind of agree with the man. Do you did yeah. you hear that Chuck Norris found Pokemon on a roadie reef? No, but and again, I don't know what any of that means. Maybe it's it's best to be kind of sitting this one out. And when people make Pokemon Go references, I don't even know what they're talking about. I sound like an old old guy, but no, I so think you don't have to be involved with everything. Good thing to skip. No. no, I think everyone listening, if if it's not good enough for Lil Debbie, you said it. You wouldn't date a man with plays Pokemon Go. If if you don't have it, no one should have it. Irish. That's how people should live their lives. Just <laughs> 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 look to the little Debbie. Look to her Twitter feed. Follow exactly. the wisdom. I'm not a religious I'm guy, but that might be the way to go. <laughs> You'd learn a lot uh, checking out Lil Debbie's uh, Twitter profile, which is at. Well, I think I know this. L, number one, L. Debbie. Debbie. Check it out. Irish, you're a millennial, by the way. Um, do you play Pokemon Go? <laughs> actually don't, uh, but we have Sully in here who's a big proponent of it. Sully's a big fan? Yes, he is. Get him out of here. And, and proud of it. <laughs> we have never <laughs> had such a big crowd. Little Debbie would never date you. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sully. For multiple reasons, you but that it. would be one of them. <laughs> uh, the mustache. Moving on, moving on. Uh, Cowboys linebacker Rolando McClain hasn't been with the team. He's already suspended 10 games to start the season and has been absent, and we're wondering what's going on with Rolando McClain, who's been having problems. Brandon George of the Dallas Morning News, and again, I'm only doing news items, Debbie, that connect to you on some level. Oh, thank God. Brandon George of the Dallas Morning News reports that McClain's most recent positive test was for opiates, not uh, marijuana um, George also reports that McLean has a codeine addiction arising from a concoction known as Purple Drank, a mixture of cough syrup and Sprite. And there's also a report on Debbie smiling. <laughs> Big old broad smile. 
Because I'm like, this shit is funny. <laughs> um, can we hear a little two cups, by the way? I don't know why I'm asking for that right now, but I like it. Um, also, and this is a professional athlete, there's a report out there that he has gained 40 pounds from uh, drinking, uh, you know, lean. And I just want to throw it to Lil Debbie just as someone... You know, a person like the rest of us. Uh, what would one person do uh, to not have such crazy weight gain from lean? There's nothing you could do. That's just what happens when you sip syrup. Mm. Got to be careful with that. I mean, we saw that happen to Jamarcus Russell, the Raiders quarterback. Gained a ton of weight on it, but it seems like other people aren't gaining any weight. So <laughs> is there another way to offset what I know that you get on a jet ski in a mink coat, and yeah. that's like a burning that burns calories. I yeah, the thing with syrup is either way you're gonna gain weight. It makes you puffy, and then on top of it, you get like hungrier the more you drink it. Ooh. So I but, feel like there's no fighting the fatness. But like li- little Lane, <laughs> probably more associated with it or as associated as anyone, certainly hasn't put on any pounds. That's a that's a great point, Greg. Yeah, I know. I'm just kind of mad you made that point, but <laughs> I don't know, like. I don't know. Maybe he was born. It's hard for people that are born s- with fast metabolism. Yeah. yeah. yeah or little. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But that's yeah. a good point because oh. he hasn't gotten bigger. So you and Wayne both have advantages built in because you're named Lil? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> both both born Lil. We're putting it all together. Right? So when you when yeah. you were smiling there and say this is funny, are you saying being in this situation with the four of us is funny or fun or Sizzurp is fun? Um... <laughs> um it well, this is crazy to me. Yeah, I, mean, I think we here. still need to prove ourselves on that. Front. And it's just funny that athletes sip syrup. It's just kind of like, what are you doing with your life choices? I have, I have another. You heard idea. it from Little Debbie. There you go. I have another. Get it together. Former Raider Rolando McLean, top ten pick. As you know, it hasn't worked out for him. I mean, this is partly why. I don't know. I, I, before we move on, I have one more bit of career advice. Hmm. Oh, wow. I'm loving this. <laughs> okay. I'm loving all this constructive criticism. So as you as you mature as an artist and become uh, Deborah, mm-hmm. as we talked about, <laughs> Deborah, yeah. if your metabolism turns on you and you put on a significant amount of weight, mm-hmm. wait, you could be big Deborah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, I'm going to just make the cakes bigger, you know? That's kind of going to get bigger, you know? Big Deborah is a pretty good name. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know. You know, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I liked it. All right. That's what's happening in the news. Before we say goodbye to Lil Debbie, we would, we would keep you here forever. But we know that you, you have a tour coming up. What's the name of the uh, festival that uh, Lil Debbie? Stoner's Deb- Cup. Stoner's Cup. You're headlining the Stoner's Cup. You're going to be all through middle America. Um, just you have fans Turn all over up. the place. Wreaking havoc. Yep. Promoting uh, <laughs> the new album. We want to play a little game with you. Oh, and no. again, Mark Sessler, your biggest fan. Okay. Well, in this room. I mean, if you look at her Not timeline. like the entire world. Yeah, I mean, the world has yeah. got some tremendous Probably fans. in this room. The biggest fan in this, in this room. room, Mark Sessler, is going to help me out with something here. Um, what we did was collected some tweets off Lil Debbie's account, and I'm going to read some of these tweets. Mark, you're going to attempt to translate the tweets? Yeah, I think for just the average listener, we have listeners in England, Australia. You know, they're not, they don't all know the lingo, so all we're going to try to just break it down, what you're trying to say with your tweet. Ireland, right. China... I can't wait to see what you guys or hear what you guys think and then talking what, about. Mark's a wordsmith. He's well, you'll have a chance to tell us if okay. we've hit this yes. or if we've completely Perfect. missed it. All right, here's the first uh, tweet number one from Little Debbie. Remember when you thought a bitch was doper than me? Tuh. All right, what did that mean? Mark says. All right, translation. Guess what? Little Debbie wasn't put here to be a middle school librarian. She's here for revolution. If Little Debbie's fire rhymes are too much for you to handle, how about log off your computer and go read an aging copy of National Geographic Clown? Yeah, exactly. Clown. <laughs> Is that right? Clown. That was exactly right. So that's I one. One. That. Uh, one out of ten. How correct was Mark there? Ten. Ten. Bam! Ten. Good start. Good start. Ten. Number two. <laughs> Seeing these for the first time. <laughs> I just seen a spotted chihuahua that looked like a mini cow. What does it mean, Mark? All right, multiple levels. Translation, Little Debbie operates as the baddest rap queen on the West Coast, but don't forget about her keen eye for animal species. (laughs) Where others ignore animals, Debbie does not. While her critics flounder, she piles up green. You're down, she's way up. Get some glasses, bro, because you can't see. I mean, I really just saw a little spotted chihuahua. I was very high, and I was like, it's, okay. it's the 
literal replica of a mini cow. And I, <laughs> it's, so in this, gotta, gotta get high. A little off on In that this one. case, there was nothing to read into. That was the one. That was more okay. sorry. Oh, sorry. oh, no. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I, I've got an idea, Dan. Yeah. But it was like the thought that that went into that was very okay. deep. You yeah. Appreciate it. What if we had little Debbie read, read these next two tweets? Oh, yeah. Hand them over. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Number three. Number three. It's like weird to see this. Um, <laughs> I enjoy sh- like jet skis, hiking, rolling up weed, going to barbecues, not apps. All right, translation. We touched on this. Little Debbie made her feelings quite clear. While zombie teens wander in groups searching for idiotic Pokemon gold, Little Debbie is living large in the real world. Look, but don't touch. Where are we at on that? That's a seven. That's okay. a seven. We're That's getting back in. Grade. You're getting back in. Back yeah. In. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to use my mask. I once got a 39, Deb, on a uh, state-mandated <laughs> math test. Uh, but 10 plus 1 plus 7 is 18 divided by 3. That's uh, 6 out of 10 so far, which is almost passing so far. Well, it's not great. All right. And finally, this one will determine whether you pass or fail okay. uh, Lil Debbie 101. Number four. Don't ever threaten a baby in hopes that you're scaring us. We all with the and we really don't care. All right. I like that one. Translation. This is a reminder to those hoping to annoy a female from California's Oakland Alameda region. <laughs> Little Debbie is too busy sitting on a hillside of cash to tangle with frauds. People keep coming at her, but she can't even see you. She's way too far above you because that's where a queen sits. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, like, sweet. All right. Well, we like, I'm going to give you my login info before I leave, and you can just go ham. Just All go right. Ham. Yeah. Love it. Dangerous move, but you could try that. <laughs> so that that sounds like a 10. That was a 10. Yeah. yeah. Two ten. So what, a C- minus at this point uh, overall? So. Maybe all the way up to a B-, minus, which okay. lines up with the pre-show. Group. I can handle B-. minus. That, that right there might have been the highlight of Mark's NFL career. No, don't. Not NFL not related, but yes. Um, Lil Debbie, you're amazing. Thank you for having me. You were delightful. We got to have you back time. on. Um, Can you just? I was it? very intimidated. I was like, oh god, I gotta get high because I'm so scared. <laughs> but it's, you guys are actually a good time, and you're nice, and you didn't like rip me to parts. Oh no, you could just oh, no, be no, like no. the fifth member of the podcast. We that would be amazing. Three days a week. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everybody regular. cares about what I think about. One last question. <laughs> I think this will be one of the most popular segments we've ever done. One, one last <laughs> right, question yeah. before you go. With the rise, uh, Deb, of passing offenses and the resulting nickel schemes that have infiltrated <laughs> defensive schemes, how do you see this affecting the free agent, free agent market for cornerbacks? <laughs> um, Just kidding. You don't think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like free agent quarterback schemes. I don't know about any of it. You know, just – Go and play. Just I love it. Go That's and knock advice. them all down. That's Deb- the best analysis. We've ever. Knock them all down. Lil Debbie's mature new <laughs> effort. De- Debbie is out everywhere right now, including iTunes. Make sure you pick it up. And Debbie might be touring in an area near you. So check out check out her Twitter feed, which I'm sure has info. Website. A website. Oh, LilDebbie.net. LilDebbie.net. Hit that up. Anything you could ever know about Deb. Um, You've been awesome. Thank you for stopping Thanks by. For Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. Thank Little Debbie, everybody. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes Little Debbie. How about that? She was delightful. She did great. She was. Yeah, uh, she was uh, um, just herself. And I like, Mark, that you came out of your shell a little nervous it's at the start. Uh, such a big fan of Debbie. Well, Clark. I didn't like. Be, I mean, you know, I'm putting this box where it's like, look at there's that crazy fan over. It's like, <laughs> no, I just, I think, I dig what she's all about. But it was, I think she did an excellent. She was amazing. She did great. It's fun. You, you know, I think the Raiders were already a prime candidate for Team of ATL after oh! that performance. Mm. It's they're going to be hard to top. Mm. That's a lot of momentum they're going to be carrying into the preseason. That's a very good point. Um, Speaking of, there's no there's no topping that segment. I like that I was going to do this Cowboys camp segment <laughs> after Little Debbie. No. That's that's why they have her closing out the Stoners Cup. You you don't follow up Little Debbie. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. It's over. There's no segment. You don't no podcast Cowboys, over Cowboys segment. You just like you don't reach the apex of closing out Stoners Cup without knowing how to like put a hammer drop on anything you're involved with. So. We're not going to talk about this game. <laughs> but what we will, good thing is we do a show three times a week. So uh, tomorrow's show, we will hit up uh, Greg's experience at Cowboys Camp, find out if Tony Romo is drinking that lean, <laughs> and uh, amongst other things. And we'll talk uh, We'll talk about some other things in the NFL, but there's really, you just got to go out with Deb. That's it. Got to leave. All right. So 
Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, and the listeners, thank you for... Listen, Lil Debbie's not sitting in the studio. If uh, people are... And she told us that after uh, after she was off air. Oh, yeah. The off-air you know. air Lil Debbie was even more fascinating than... <laughs> <laughs> she was. Uh, but she she was really um, amazed by how many listeners had, of our show reached out to her and uh, you know asking her to come on the show and just in general uh, checking in on the Lil Deb experience. So uh, great stuff. Thank you to everyone that listens to the show. Uh, fun things, fun things happen today. It's a big moment in around the NFL history. Yeah. All right. We'll be back on Thursday with another show. No Lil Debbie, but we'll try our best. It will still be um, something worth listening to. So until Thursday, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and Irish behind the glass. Till Thursday. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.